0: This is Airwaves Tuned In, a daily source of interviews, insights, and info. Every day at Iceland Airwaves Music Festival in Reykjavik, Iceland. Made possible by Einstuk Beer, Reykjavik Grapevine, and Iceland Air.
1: Yes, it's uh, morning number one of day number two here at Iceland Airwaves 2019 on Airwaves Tuned In. I'm Tim Pogo and uh, trying to wake up with the members of the Garys. Good morning. Good
0: morning. Hi. Hello.
1: So Lenore, Julie, Erica, it's funny because when I interview all the local artists and Icelandic artists, the point is like they kind of take me around town like, you know, maybe their favorite favorite pub or their favorite place to get lunch or yeah. something like that. So that way everybody listening is like, "Oh, cool. I'll, that's some local insider info whatever." So this is kind of the tables turn because I got to take you to one of my favorite places, yeah. Yeah. Snap's Bistro at the Hotel Owns Bay, like my favorite little place to go get lunch or dinner or something like that. So welcome. I, I kind of feel Thank like I'm a host you. a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
1: Before you dash off and see some more of the countryside. It's
0: very exciting to be here. Of course, I want to see all the cool stuff. It's, there's no other way to do it, I think, because, you know, for us to come from, we're from Saskatoon in Canada, and the amount of flight time just to get here, it would feel like such a. Uh, Ways to not see more of this country. I've never been here before, but Lenore has yeah. and it's my first time here too. Yeah. So. It's such a beautiful landscape, it changes constantly. Geology is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's like a movie theater when you're out on the road, you know? It's really nice.
1: Movie theater looking out the car window. Yeah. I yeah. ah, okay. <laughs> could be there next tourism slogan or something like that Right. (laughs) copyright that
0: where where we where we're from you have to drive so far just to get anywhere else so (laughs) like the city we live in the next closest city is two and a half hours beyond that is like five hours and then six hours it's just so we're kind of used to driving a long way to see something nice yeah
1: That's akin to you guys running errands when you're back home. <laughs> yeah, a little
0: race. bit. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> we were joking amongst each other how eager, because we've got two friends traveling with us, and how eager all of us were to just jump in the car and drive for like five hours. Because like not uncommon for us to do that. We could have gone further except
1: for it got dark. So You guys are playing Saturday, yep. correct? So people have a couple days to get used to you guys. Maybe check out some of your tracks. Talk about the story of the band. You guys are three sisters. Mm-hmm been playing together as musicians for how long
0: about four years now so well I guess when Julie and Lenore were quite a bit younger and I was about a baby they used to just kind of be in a fake band well it was real no it's not fake (laughs) I'm sorry I wasn't around yet so (laughs) uh, but they played in a band I guess and so we've all been kind of musical our whole lives but then as we got a bit older Lenore and I started playing together some kind of acoustic stuff and then uh, eventually, we pooled our money together and bought a drum kit with our one of our brothers. And we set it up uh, in our parents' living room and had our first jam there. And then it kind of uh, started off as just for fun, I guess. And then we ended up having a, a lot of fun with it. And it was starting to sound good, so we just kept rolling with it, I guess.
1: So you, your brother helped you pool in t- together money to buy the drum kit. Yeah. Did, you, did he get to be the drummer in the band? Or he was like, <laughs> OK, thanks for the money, pal. See ya. Yeah.
0: Well, he's he's kind of private. He's a fantastic musician, and he performs under the name Stieg, so S T E I G, and he's he's a great musician, but he's a bit private and doesn't like performing. So we've uh, we often encourage him to come and play music with us, but he's a little yeah. bit. Uh, I'm shy. pretty sure we paid him out
2: for the drum kit a while ago.
1: that debt is settled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. What's music like in Saskatoon? Uh, You know, where I grew up, I had uh, the Toronto scene very close to me to kind of uh, soak in. You always hear Montreal, you hear Vancouver, of course. Saskatchewan doesn't often come up. We're the only band.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) It's really
1: quiet right now. (laughs) So competition is. uh, (laughs) Everyone's bored this weekend, like, well, nothing to do. They're going to karaoke night this weekend in Saskatoon.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, Saskatchewan kind of has like two mid sized cities. Saskatoon, Regina, those cities have both really good music scenes I think. Everything's so spread out so people can get kind of isolated in their city scenes you have to travel quite a bit in order to like expose yourself to other audiences and stuff so there's just a lot of time you have to put into being on the road mm-hmm. to sort of to get your name out there a bit which is tough to do. So it's sort of some hidden gems I think in a lot of western Canadian cities um, that are just amazing artists putting out really great music but not everybody always hears about them.
1: And how familiar does that sound, having to drive hours and hours and hours to any other sort of, like, center of population or whatever? is the same. If you're a band in Akureyri mm-hmm. or on the yeah. eastern shore of this country, right. you're hours and hours and hours and hours away from this city. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's actually a mirror kind of copy of that totally. situation. I think
2: so, too. And, like, probably the climate, too. Like, I think I get a sense of in Iceland because the weather is pretty harsh. That people make a lot of great art because they're indoors, you know, working away at their craft a lot. And I think Saskatchewan is like that too. We have yeah. really long, really brutal, dark winters. Um, and that is, can be hard, but it can also foster creativity, mm-hmm. I think. And there's a lot of examples of that in and Saskatchewan.
1: Then, and what can people find from you guys so far? Uh, what's out there? Are you guys recording anything new?
2: Yeah, we've got
0: we have two albums. Uh, we did a live score for a movie called Haxon, a 1921 um, horror movie. And then we're going to do some recording in March.
1: Yes. Hunker down, yeah. chill out, make some new stuff this winter. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just want it to be as and good as it can be. And then bloom in the spring again, exactly. right? Yeah. yeah, Exactly. Lenore, Julie, Erica, they are the Garys. If you're here in Reykjavik, they're playing Saturday at Kex. Do not miss that one. If you're listening elsewhere, find them online, find them in the record shop, and uh, check them out. Enjoy the rest of your touring around the island. Um, I know you're getting in the car right now. Jump yeah. back out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for
2: having
0: us. You're with Airwaves. Tuned in.
1: You know, part of being here at Iceland Airwaves is not just. Running around like crazy to venues and seeing concerts. It's also experiencing the city. And if you love music, if you're visiting Reykjavik, this is the man to see. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Arthur uh, Egert,
3: how are you, ma'am? I'm good. My name is Arthur Egert. I run the Reykjavik City. No. Reykjavik Music Walk. And so tell us about the Reykjavik Music Walk. Um, I I don't run the Reykjavik City. The Reykjavik (laughs) Reykjavik Music Walk. That'd be a bigger job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like an hour-long walk through the city center where I show people uh, some houses, streets, uh, you know, symbols, uh, things that feed into the popular music history of Iceland. You know, old venues, stuff like that. Like an hour-long walk, an infotaining tour where you you know, get fed with uh, funny anecdotes about the history of Icelandic popular music. How far back in, in history did these things go? Oh, maybe to the 70s, you know, it's, uh, we're not going back centuries or anything like that. <laughs> so we're, we're thinking about pop and rock music and emphasis on when the world got interested in Icelandic music, which was, of course, after the sugar cubes uh, became popular. They started out in 1986 That's the year zero in, like, foreign acknowledgement of the Icelandic pop music.
1: But even though there isn't a long history here, a lot's been done since,
3: right? Absolutely. And uh, the last uh, two decades or so, we've seen just a huge interest. Björk and Sigurås are, like, the pillars in Icelandic popular music. And that's what people seem to be interested in.
1: How many people are in the group, typically?
3: We have maybe 10 people, sometimes 20 you know, 10 is very good, uh, you know, it gets more intimate, mm-hmm. uh, it's personal. good in that way, but, but it's very bad for my wallet. There is that, yes. <laughs> so 20 is better for that.
1: <laughs> and you're yeah. not like blocking traffic with only 20 people, then, right? <laughs> so yeah. not too bad. Uh, from how
3: far and wide do people come to you so far? Oh, uh, we get a lot of Americans. People from Germany, Europe, but, you know, not a lot of people from the UK for some reason. So, you know, maybe they think they know it all. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're busy taking selfies walking across the street in Abbey Road, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you find, not just here, but worldwide, as people travel, do you, are you finding more people that are traveling with a purpose of a music connection?
3: Absolutely. Uh, we get people here with uh, Sigurow's tattoos on them. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it's very inter- interesting to see this happening because Björk is the most famous Icelander ever and she has contributed greatly to just, you know, the general interest in Iceland, you know, its nature, its society, its music. So that's a definitely a factor, you know, and the tourist office here knows that, that the music is, uh, you know, directing people to Iceland in, in droves. And, you know, as I say when you have Björk and Sigurd's tattoos on you, you know, you're dedicated. (laughs) You're a fan. (laughs) Big
1: fan. I don't want you to give away any secrets or anything, because we want people to come and check you out and go on your walk, but are there a few uh, items, couple items that are your favorites?
3: Actually, on my official site, the Reykjavik Music Walk site and through the RPNB Experience site, I actually gave away almost all of my secrets because <laughs> you can read about where we are stopping on the tour. But, uh, well, we stop at the old practice space of the Sugar Cubes where they wrote their breakout hit uh, birthday. We also stop at an old venue called uh, Dushús. It was a very important venue in the mid-80s for the Icelandic underground rock scene.
1: So Airways is now over 21 years old. You've been there pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. Any certain
3: moments that stick out in your mind? Well, I have to mention uh Segros gig at the Free Church, the Rekheg Free Church in 2000. You could feel the buzz in the church. There were label sharks, journalists, photographers. And, you know, the buzz was at an all-time high when they played there, and... Uh, uh, in the aftermath, they did a deal with MCA, which released their uh, Brackets albums, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a very memorable moment, I have to say, and for all of us, the scene here, because the Sigur guys are, you know, they're my, my friends, they're the similar ages as us. We were just so, you know, excited and proud, and seeing a band from Iceland, which was selling their music on the merits of the music itself. It was just wonderful to see, just heartening, I would say.
1: You're right. It, it was on the music itself because 99% of the people who heard it had no idea what they're saying. Absolutely. It wasn't about that. No. They, they're not exactly showmen no. um, and, <laughs> and trying to you know, be the front of attention.
3: Um, it was purely the music. Absolutely. And it's just incredible. You just, you know, you, you stop in your tracks, you know, how, how can you make so, such a beautiful music, you know? Absolutely incredible band.
1: But certainly an historic moment, not only this festival, but this country's culture and uh, musical history. Absolutely, uh, back in two thousand, and a period that launched tens yeah. of millions of new fans for Cigaroos around the world, and also tens of million different ways to say their name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not poking fun because twenty one years later, I could still barely say it properly. So,
3: <laughs> yeah, they effectively, you know. Uh Björk opened this gate in 93 with her debut album, and they effectively, you know, uh, stepped into her footsteps. And in 2000, you know, the 2000 to 2010, this uh, high interest in Icelandic music just began. And we're still, you know, benefiting from that.
1: And this is the man that can show you all the landmarks associated with just that. Arthur Eggert. Tak fyrirth, man. Thanks a lot. Tak tak.
0: Here with Airwaves, tuned in from Innsdugbjerg, Reykjavik Grapevine and Icelandair.
1: Hanging out now for a drink with Artner and Uh Yeah,
4: close enough. Oh,
1: <laughs> they are warm land. Thanks for having me. So, your studio is nearby
4: here, right? Tell people where we are, first of all. We are at uh, Grante, um, it's uh, by the harbor.
5: Yeah, we're uh, lo- uh, located at a food hall that was uh, recently put up here. Uh, so, it's a really popular place for drinks and food and stuff. Yeah.
1: Three years ago, five years ago, we would not be sitting here, right? Not, this didn't exist.
5: Yeah, uh, th- this whole area, downtown area, has, has changed quite a lot. That's true. Uh, this uh, this harbor area has become, been completely renovated. Uh, three years ago, they were just fishermen here, uh, but now they have put up all these restaurants and and also downtown Reykjavik has, has changed uh, dramatically as well. So it's it's a, it's a different city, totally. Yeah.
1: like for you guys then as locals I mean is it uh, on one hand like
4: oh man it's a lot more crowded on the other hand it's like hey I have a lot more places to go eat definitely yeah yeah. I really like the you know being able to choose between nice restaurants Uh, I live downtown so in the center of the city so I I enjoy you know being around people and uh,
5: yeah definitely yeah and it's uh, the, the city's become more alive Uh, with all this happening uh, for for sure some people are uh, a little bit against it because uh, it changes the you know the facade of the city quite a bit but I think uh, in the end uh, it has become much much more livelier and fun as well if you're here at Airwaves for the first time if you're
1: been Airways before, I mean it's been a few years, I mean seriously, you got to come out, check out the harbor,
5: right? I mean, yeah, can't even recognize the place anymore.
4: Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah.
5: So, just go out and discover and uh, walk in uh, every door that you see. Uh, if you have the time, rent a car, drive out into the country, just go anywhere. You'll, it will be cool, no matter where. Warmland is a relatively new project between the two of you, correct? Yeah.
1: And you guys have long pasts here in music in Iceland. I guess it's a natural course of things to people collaborate. How did yeah. this one particularly happen?
4: Well, we, it started uh, 2017. So basically we, we've been touring with uh, another band, session Players, with a friend of ours, uh, Bang Kang, if you know that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's where we met.
5: Yeah, so it was, just, it was kind of a natural progression. I mean, it had to happen at some point. Yeah. So we basically just set up a meeting and brought our material and it uh, just kind of clicked.
1: Uh, yeah, so when it came time to carving out a sound, then is it the old like you just start tinkering around the studio and something just comes out, or is it like eh, I'm kind of feeling this sort of style these days or something
5: like that?
4: I think it happens naturally. I mean, uh, uh,
5: yeah, I mean we di- we didn't have a blueprint. You know, we d- didn't say we want to sound like this or sound like that. I mean, we we brought our uh, collective stuff together, and from there on, it just came really, really naturally. Uh, we found out that it's kind of synced really, really well and uh, our individual sound was actually quite alike, so together it was just perfect.
4: For me the idea, I wanted to play the drums myself for the first time in a, in a project and I play the bass as well, so I wanted to use like live elements, guitar, uh, bass and drums and then um, RAP does a lot of programming and, and synthesizers and stuff, so we're kind of mixing these two worlds together. And yeah, that's, that's the warm on
1: You've had long careers now as musicians. Like, but as you guys move on in life and families and everything else, uh, how do you find ways to reinvent yourself, keep finding new ways to make new music, keep evolving your careers?
5: I think it just comes naturally. naturally. I mean, uh, as long as you uh, continue creating stuff uh, you, and you have the enthusiasm and interest and, and you enjoy doing it then it's just natural I mean you don't stop big be, uh, become creative uh, unless you decide to do something else so if you are f- for, for like Arna and me we are uh, still doing music a lot of it actually so, so therefore it's just natural yeah, part sure. of the
4: reason is uh, I think is because we are only two of us you know it's not like a five-piece band and you have to yeah, get yeah, everyone 50-50 and, so uh, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean for, for us individuals in, in our other previous bands, we were kind of uh, like uh, the front guys, uh, both in an and the Leaves. So now we share the responsibility. So that's actually quite a relief to be able to oh, yeah. depend on the other person and uh, know that they're going to do cool stuff. For anyone here at Airwaves, you're playing...
4: We're playing tonight uh, at Ilno.
5: Yeah, then we're doing, uh, on Friday, we're doing Hard Rock. Uh, we have an off-venue gig as well Yeah, on Saturday at uh, Hotel Marina. Have a great
1: show tonight and the rest of the week. Thank you. Good luck with this uh, new release. I like it. It sounded pretty good, and I'm glad people are digging it. So thanks for hanging out. Yeah.
4: Thanks. Cheers. Thanks. Over my head,
2: This has been Airwaves, tuned in,
0: delivered to you daily by Innsstug Beer Reykjavík Röjpvann and Icelandair. We're back tomorrow with more from Iceland Airwaves Music Festival in Reykjavík, Iceland.